Hey guys, this is David. We wanted to let you know about an exciting opportunity we don't want you to miss out on. We are hosting our annual Awaken Conference Labor Day weekend in Dallas, Texas. Join 4,000 other young adults from all over the country and world to be a part of seeing an awakening of the hope of the world, which is the church of Jesus in our generation. Go to theporch.live to get a ticket before they sell out. Hope to see you at Awaken 2022. Specifically, welcome Ports Live Des Moines, Ports Live Southwest Minnesota, Ports Live Cedar Rapids, Ports Live Tulsa, Ports Live Scottsdale, Ports Live North Houston, all the other Ports Live locations, everybody online, everybody in the room. We are continuing this series, Anti-Suppressants, where we are looking at God's prescription from his word for healing. And let me start by inviting you guys a little bit into my world and my life for the past week. Last weekend... I purchased a Lyft, and it wasn't a car sharing ride like Lyft or Uber. It was a Lyft kit for a golf cart that I'm fixing up. <laughs> Everyone has their hobbies. You were watching the game or at the pool. I was putting Lyft kit on a golf cart. Why, you ask? Why not, I ask. And ladies probably won't understand this, but there's just something, you know, why would you want a normal golf cart if you can jack it up like it's a monster truck or something. And so I purchased this lift, it was super cheap, and I thought, oh man, I'm gonna throw this on, it'll take me like two hours. Not at all what happened. And part of the reason was because it arrived in the mail, and I took it out, and I took it all the components and the bolts and nuts and just the things that made up the lift, and it didn't have instructions. And I had never done this before, so I'm forced to look at the cart, look underneath it, look at the lift, look at the cart, try to figure this thing out, and have to figure my way out as I go, which didn't go so well. At one point, the entire back end of the cart almost fell completely on me. The motor fell out of it, it just was a mess. And what I thought would take two hours, I, it still has not been completed over the last like six days. Now what does that have to do with what we're talking about tonight? Well, in a very similar way, the subject we're discussing is one where often people approach it and they don't quite know how to do it because there's not clear instructions they've been given. And that topic is that of forgiveness. In other words, when it comes to the subject of what it means to forgive and how do I forgive, we're often going through life and we're kind of told you should do it and it's important, but in terms of how exactly do I forgive some of the most painful experiences in my life? And the good news is God's word wants you to have step-by-step -step instructions on how you can do that. Tonight, if you're joining us for the first time, it's gonna feel like you're jumping into the middle of a conversation because you are. Last week, we opened this series and I did a high-level discussion of forgiveness. And it was too much for us to just rush by in one week. So we broke two weeks. 
And this week is part two of that discussion. Last week was high level. You can go back and see that on the app or on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you listen to messages. And this week, we're gonna not talk about why we as believers forgive. That was last week where we looked at because God has commanded it, because of the forgiveness God has extended to us. And because in doing so, we experience freedom. Tonight, we're gonna talk about how. And this is a message I believe God has some of you, you may just be here for this one Tuesday, and he has you here because there's someone in your life you have not forgiven. And Christians are not called to just have the title of Christians, but the lifestyle of Christians. And Jesus over and over said, if you're gonna follow me, you will forgive people. And I know represented in this room, there's a lot of pain. When we brought up Father's Day a second ago, that's not a day of celebration, it's a day that reminds you of what you didn't have or the terrible father you did have. Whatever your story, if you're coming in the room and there are people that you, their name, the memory you have attached to them, part of your heart just feels bitter towards them and how do I know if I'm bitter? If there's anyone in your life you hope to see fail or you're glad when they suffer, you're bitter. If there's someone who you would avoid seeing in public because of the relational strain and what happened between you, there's a good chance that you're harboring anger bitterness, and God wants you to experience the healing that happens when you decide to forgive, which is why over and over he commands it, and tonight I wanna walk through very specifically how, and I'm gonna go slow around the turns to make sure you understand what forgiveness is, and then how we apply it. Kennedy, this is a message, and learning the skill of forgiveness, which very few people do, because very few people even understand what it means to forgive, has the potential to change the course of your life. Certainly it's gonna change the course of your future marriage relationships, parenting relationships, you, healing. And so we're gonna walk through that. First, I wanna reintroduce you to the definition we gave last week, the biblical definition. What does it mean to forgive? Because there's a lot of misinformation. Like forgiveness is not forgetting. If you think, man, if I still remember it, then I haven't forgiven, that's not true. Forgiveness is not forgetting. If anything, you have to remember in order to forgive someone. Forgiveness is not excusing what happened. It's not pretending like, man, it wasn't a big deal when they abused me. It was a huge deal. But you're still called to forgive. Forgiveness is not minimizing or belittling it. The sin that happened against you was such a big deal, Jesus had to come on the cross and die. Forgiveness is not the restoration of a relationship. Like in other words, you, you can forgive someone and it doesn't make you best friends, but it is a command. And the last thing is forgiveness is not fair. And if part of you in this message feels like, man, it's just not fair. It's not right. And if I forgive them, I'm letting them off the hook. That's not true either. But forgiveness isn't fair. Just like if you're a Christian, God's forgiveness towards you wasn't fair. And although it's not fair, it's the invitation God has given each of us. And when we accept that invitation, we experience healing. The biblical definition of forgiveness is this. It is releasing the demand for justice to God. It is I am choosing not to say it didn't happen, not to say it wasn't a big deal, not to say it didn't hurt. All those things are true or can be true. It is the decision to I am releasing my demand for payback 
to God. And we're gonna unpack exactly what that means and how we can do that very specifically. But before we dive in, the definition of forgiveness is releasing the demand for justice to God. It is canceling the debt, the hurt, that their actions created in you. Which comes right out of Matthew 18. We looked at it last week where basically Jesus calls his disciples when he's asked the question, how often do we forgive? He says, you never stop. You forgive someone over and over and over and over. And then he tells a parable, and in the parable, he gives us Jesus' definition of forgiving. In Matthew chapter 18, he tells this story of a king and how he canceled a debt. He says, I forgave you that tremendous debt and had mercy on you. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had to you? So biblically, it is releasing the debt or the demand for payback, demand for justice to God. So we're gonna walk through three steps. The first step, identify what to forgive. This is huge, and you're not going to learn this outside of the New Testament teaching of forgiveness anywhere that I know. What do I mean by identify the debt? This, is, this may be the biggest takeaway that you're going to take. If biblically forgiving someone is saying, hey, here's what you did to me, here's what you took from me, and I am choosing not to hold that against you. It is a really difficult thing to forgive or release the need for payback, to release that debt that was created, if I don't know what was taken. In other words, I can't forgive you for what you stole from my house if I don't know what you stole from my house. And biblically, canceling that debt involves identifying what was taken. Like every time somebody hurt you, sinned against you, neglected, abandoned, abused, sinned, there's the fact that it happened, then there's the impact it had. There's the fact that it happened and the fact of what was taken. What do I mean by that? That at every time somebody has sinned, Against you or me, there's a debt that is created, and part of the way that we forgive is by looking it in the eye and saying, this is what was taken, and I'm not holding that against you anymore. Like, we tend to forgive generally because we kind of hurt generally. Like, you really hurt me, and we never take the step and process of going, man, I'm identifying exactly what you took, exactly what happened and what you took as a result of it. And so we can't actually forgive. But the first step comes in identifying, this is exactly what happened, and I'm choosing to forgive. In my own life, I realized I had some hurt about 10 years ago. I was talking about with a friend related to my dad. And I was raised almost entirely by a single mom for most of the memory years that I have. And my dad wasn't around. He wasn't walking with Jesus. There just wasn't a real strong relationship. We'd see each other at holidays, and my siblings would drive across town two times a month due to custody orders. And we'd see him in this tiny little apartment. And I realized, I, like, I was carrying some real hurt, and somebody gave me the teaching of forgiveness. It's really hard to forgive someone if you don't know what they took from you. And so I went and I sat down and I took out a journal and I began to write, and I just began to write out, you took from me this. You took from me this. You took from me having a dad in the home. You took from me having a father show up at sporting events. You took from me the ability to see 
what God's design for marriage was meant to look like. You took from me every other Monday night where I had to drive across town and go to that apartment. You took from me having a father close in my life. And I sat down and I began to write out everything that was taken because if I was gonna make the decision and you don't owe me anymore, it had to first involve me saying, this is exactly what was taken. And maybe the best encouragement I could give you is that this week, you need to get alone. And some of you guys have real hurt. And the step to taking ground in that real hurt is by identifying the person, the action that was taken, and the impact that it had. The person, the action that was taken, and the impact that it had. Because there's things that may have happened in your life, like maybe you were at your best friend's house and his cousin was staying there. And your life has never been the same because that night you were sexually abused. And they took from you your innocence. And they took for you years ever since that have had you in a battle with same-sex attraction. Maybe it's a mom that just constantly, you just grew up at home and they would constantly talk about food and weight and just was like a big deal to your mom. And that led you to a place where you just found yourself so focused on the way that you look and a number on a scale and you turned to an eating disorder. Maybe it was the fact that you grew up in a, a broken home like I did. And it led to some brokenness in your life and that's not your fault and you didn't ask for it. But if you're gonna forgive and experience healing, You've got to make the decision. I'm going to identify what was taken because I can't release that debt if I don't know what it is. And this week, you would get alone by yourself and ask the question in order for you to heal. This has nothing to do with them. This is about you. What happened and what was taken? Because the first step of Experiencing forgiveness is by evaluating and identifying what needs to be forgiven or what to forgive. The second step is by far the hardest. It is I'm deciding to release the demand for justice to God. I and not holding on to this anymore, and I'm making that decision. In other words, forgiveness biblically is a decision. So when people say, man, I'm really trying to forgive, you don't try to make a decision. You make it. And that may sound callous and sound like, man, you don't understand my story. You're right, I don't, but God does. And God is the one who in Ephesians chapter four, verse 31 said, get rid of all bitterness. You have any bitterness in your heart, any resentment in your heart, get rid of it. Rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind, compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ. God forgave you. The number of examples with Jesus, this was such at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. That Jesus over and over would just teach, and I don't have time to go into all of them, but there's so many examples or teachings in scripture of, that you and I are called to forgive. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. When you stand praying, 
If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Colossians 3, verse 13, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have. Forgive as the Lord in Christ forgave you. Jesus in Luke chapter 6, verse 35, 37, love your enemies, do good to them, lend without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons in the most high. He's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful. The word merciful means to extend forgiveness to those who don't deserve it, just as your father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Don't condemn, you won't be condemned. Forgive. Release the demand for payback and you will be forgiven. It is the decision I am choosing based on how I feel, based on my experience. I am not holding this against you anymore. And let me be honest, those feelings are real. The fact that you were assaulted, the fact that you were betrayed and lied to by someone that you spent years dating with and it was all a facade. The fact that you didn't have a mom in your life, you're only having one, there will not ever be another person on the planet who could be your mom and the one person who had a chance to be was gone. Those are real. But the Bible says you and I are to walk by faith, not our feelings. And that our hurt feelings are not to be followed if they contradict the holy instructions of God, who is saying, holding onto this will only hurt you and you have got to make the decision. Here's what you took from me and you don't owe me anymore. I remember sitting down with that list and having that journal and working through all of that and seeing all the pain and it was real and it is real and making the decision in light of the forgiveness I've been given. Dad, you don't owe me anymore. I am releasing and trusting God with that. The reality is forgiving is an act of faith because it is saying, God, you tell me in your word every sinful action that has been done against me, every painful memory that I have, every hurt, every harm, will be paid for by that person eternally in hell because they have not trusted in Jesus or was paid for by your son, Jesus, on the cross. And I am releasing my demand for justice to you, I am trusting you with that. Romans chapter 12, verse 17 says, repay no one evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. As far as it is, depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And to say to God, I am choosing to not forgive this person is to say the eternal torment of hell is not enough for the pain they created. Or if they're a believer, it's saying to God, the 
death of your one and only son, Jesus, on the cross, that may be enough for you, God. It's not enough for me. And they need to pay. And however I can make them pay through the way that I treat them or the way that I avoid them or the way that I refuse to forgive them, I'm going to do. And God says the forgiven forgive people. We forgive because we've been forgiven. That's what each of those verses that I just read said. Like God's grace doesn't just flow to us and his forgiveness doesn't just flow to us. It's to flow now through us and how we interact with other people. It's like this. This is an electrical outlet. You walk past hundreds of these every day. What's interesting is an electrical outlet is something that electricity flows to and then it flows through. If you were to walk up to one of these that's inside of the wall and you were to take your iPhone charger and you go plug it in and it doesn't work, what's your thought? Oh, the power's out. Or there's something wrong with this plug. Either way, it's not connected to the energy because the electrical outlet is to blow to it and through it. A Christian who does not have the forgiveness of God flowing through it may not be a Christian because it's not connected to the source that's to flow to it and through it. And I know in the room there's a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, and it wasn't right, and it wasn't fair, and it wasn't your fault. But it's a part of your story, and that wasn't right, and that wasn't fair, and that wasn't your fault. But you have the decision are you going to forgive and release and experience healing? Are you gonna harbor that? Why did I say it's an act of faith? Because as Christians, we believe that God is actually gonna do what he said he's gonna do. In other words, every sin will be paid for in eternity, in hell, or it's been paid for on the cross by Jesus. And if none of that's true, if the Bible's not true, Jesus didn't rise from the dead, nothing it says is true, when you die, you just go on the ground, you should be bitter. You should hold on to that. You have every right. But if it's true, and God says, holding on to that is going to hurt you, release the demand for justice to me. And I will make every wrong right, and every sin will be paid for. But as long as you hold on to it, it's going to harm you and harm your relationships. The Bible says that when we don't release it and we bury it, it leads to dysfunction in our future relationships, not with the person who hurt us. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it says this. See to it no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. Hey, see to it nobody has a root of bitterness, take root in their heart that causes trouble in their life. And by it, many become defiled. The author uses a brilliant analogy because he says, hey, bitterness, it's like a root that gets buried. A root is something that inside of you know, plants, trees, uh, back to botany 101, exists under the ground. In other words, you can't see it, but it's impacting everything that's above the surface. And the author of Hebrews just said, bitterness, it's like a root. It's like something beneath the surface of your soul. No one can see it, but it's impacting what's happening on the outside. And it's a hidden danger to yourself and to many people around you. 
In other words, you think that trust issue that you have from that guy that you dated two years ago and you just, you can't work through it is just related to him. No, 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 if you don't forgive him, it's going to follow you. The relationship that you have with your parents and how you're gonna cut them out and how I don't want anything to do with them, you think that's just between you. The author just said, that's going to continue to have traces and impact in your life and you can choose, I'm gonna deal with it and uproot those roots and forgive. Or it's not going away, it's coming with you. In other words, anything, any bitterness in your heart, and I know it's real, and it's so painful to even think of forgiving. The person who molested you when you were six? The fact that the person who was supposed to protect me, provide for me, walked out on me? And yet God is saying anything that you don't allow him and that bitterness through him to be transformed will be transferred in your life. Any hurt, any bitterness that you don't allow God and decide, man, I'm going to not hold this but release it and have it transformed from bitterness to forgiveness. It's gonna be transferred to your next relationship and your next relationship and your family dynamics because it's not going away. The author just said, you deal with that root or it's coming with you and it's gonna impact your future. And God loves you. He loves you so much he would give his life for you on the cross and die for you. And so of course he wants you to be free and that happens by I'm identifying what happened, what was taken and I'm making the decision. You don't owe me anymore because I've released the demand for justice to God and that is in his hands. And I'm not pretending it was okay or I'm not still hurt, but I'm not holding on to bitterness. And I am releasing the need for payback to God. Number three, choose to forgive daily. There's a prayer that if you grew up in church, you're probably familiar with, it's called the Lord's Prayer. And in it, it says, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Think about what he just said. Jesus is teaching his disciples, here's how you pray. He says, God, you're amazing, you're incredible. Your kingdom come in this world. Bring it on, God. God, today give me my daily needs, my daily food, will you provide for me? As in, hey, this is how you're praying on the daily, according to Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Every time that you pray, Jesus is saying, I mean, that's what he's teaching. He's not saying you just pray these words. He's saying, hey, here's how you should pray. You should go to God, worship him as holy. You should invite his kingdom and be all about his kingdom coming. And talk to God about what you need. You need a job, you need a car, you need gas, you need a Tesla right now. Whatever you need, you can talk to God. And when you do, also bring up forgiveness. It was so at the front of Jesus' teaching and what the heart of what it means to be a follower of Jesus that even in the way he prays, he said, every time you're daily praying, going to God, oh yeah, oh bring up God and help me forgive just like you have forgiven me. How shocking this must have been to his audience, I think is punctuated in the very next verse after the Lord's Prayer, after he goes through that. Your kingdom come, your will be done, all of that at the very end. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. That in verse 14, he highlights 
Forgiveness is how you should pray. All right, there you got the prayer. Yeah, and the reason I said forgiveness is because verse 14, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others in their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Jesus picks one thing to highlight out of the whole prayer he just gave, forgiveness. It's not because he's invalidating your hurt, not because he wanted it to happen, it's because he wants you to experience freedom. As we said last week, bitterness is like drinking poison, hoping the other person pays for it. And he wants you to experience healing. And that involves choosing daily, daily, I'm gonna forgive. In other words, forgiveness is a lifelong prescription for some of the hurts you've already experienced and a lifelong prescription just in general for believers. In other words, if you, like me, have friends that require medication daily, they all have to take it for the rest of their life. One of my close friends is, has thyroid issues and so he has to take thyroid medicine and will have to for the rest of his life. Forgiveness is a medication you will have to take for the rest of your life. It is I am choosing when those feelings, because you're going to leave here and you're going to, at some point, maybe some of you guys are going to forgive someone that really, really hurts you and you made the decision. Maybe it was a dating relationship or it was a family member and you're deciding, man, here's the debt they created. I'm releasing that to God. And then some time goes by and all of a sudden on your phone, iPhoto pops up and they got the memories thing going on or whatever the equivalent of Androids is and that. And you go, oh man, that, wow, that was a year ago. I cannot believe how they treated me. And in that moment, you have a decision. I can either go down that and let the root of bitterness begin to bury, or I can walk through the steps of going, here's what happened, here's what was taking, and God, I'm releasing that to you too. Is holding on to that bitterness going to help you? Jesus says no. It's gonna hurt you and your future. And I'm inviting you to experience with so few people. I mean, you got people, just candidly, you're gonna bump into people at your workplace, they're 65 and they've never dealt with a father wound they've carried since they were eight. And you see them every day and you don't know it's there and they don't talk about it, but it's the reason they've been divorced three times. Because they've never practiced the skill that Jesus is saying, man, you gotta learn wherever you are. You may be a believer for one day or for 14 years and you've been given the invitation, man, to identify, release it to God and to choose daily. Hey, when this re-pops up again, I'm gonna choose to forgive. I was talking to a friend yesterday who, we were talking about forgiveness and it was someone on my team and I just asked, like, have you had to forgive someone that's really hurt you? And they began to share about someone in uh, their family that had abuse problems and the ways that that impacted their own life and their anxiety. And I asked, have you forgive them? And they said, yeah, but sometimes I find myself hurt over things, over the fact that like, they've never actually fully owned all the ways that them going through all that addiction put so much chaos and anxiety in my life and maybe contributed to some of the reasons why I just find myself so exhausted. And when those emotions come, and whatever that looks like for you, and for me, and for them, we have the decision to say, man, I can either hold on to that, and I can wait for, well, they haven't asked for forgiveness. They may never ask for forgiveness. Are you really gonna put yourself more underneath the power of the past, the influence of their actions? They don't have to be present for you to forgive them. 
It's not about them, it's your decision. I am releasing the demand for justice to God. I'm trusting that with you. Some of you guys need to forgive people, candidly, they're not even alive anymore. And if they have to ask your forgiveness in order for you to do that and for you to move on, you're never gonna get there. You're giving yourself a life sentence of bitterness, which is the alternative to the life prescription of forgiveness. And you have real pain. And I saw it, man, like a month ago, whenever we did, hey, here's the things, here's the shame, here's the pain that I carry. I can only imagine what wasn't said. And that's real. And this hurt. But this invitation is for you to heal and you to experience healing. That doesn't require them around. Some of you have hurt and maybe you have a relationship with them and they're a believer and it would be appropriate for you to go have that conversation. But my point is forgiveness is between you and releasing it to God. It's not about them. It's you deciding. I'm not holding this anymore. I am releasing the demand for justice to God. It is in his hands. And my God does not lie. And he will keep his word. And he will keep his promises. And every sin will be paid for in eternity in hell or by Jesus on the cross. And I'm choosing to trust him. That doesn't make what happened right. It makes trusting him a step towards healing. And I wanna experience healing and become all that God created and wanted me to be. I was walking through church this past Sunday and two things happened like within five seconds of one another. I was picking up my six-year-old son and I asked, hey, what'd you learn in church today? And he said, we learned about mercy. And I said, what's mercy mean? And he said, it means giving someone forgiveness they don't deserve, like God gave to us. I was like, that's right. And as we were walking, we were walking through like this, between these two towers and this sky tunnel that connects these two buildings, and a bird popped up out of nowhere. And we were like inside of the building, and there's a bird literally flying into the window just trying to get out. And I walk up to it, and I'm trying to like get the bird, and he, not realizing, I'm just trying to get him no longer trapped and set him free outside resists and ended up flying higher into the ceiling and it was like, well, so, but, so long, buddy, you're on your own and kept moving. But the person who was there to help him be free, they thought was gonna harm him or created fear in him. And God is telling you, I'm not trying to hurt you, I'm trying to help you be free. And the only way you can be free from the things that will follow you if you don't deal with them is by choosing to forgive that I'm releasing that and I'm trusting God. Forgiveness involves identifying. Some of you are in a place right now where you know the person that you need to forgive and you know what was taken and God is inviting you tonight. Man, I am choosing to trust you. The same God who extended forgiveness to me that I do not deserve for sin that I did in my life far greater than anything that will ever be done to me, which is what the Bible teaches has extended me forgiveness for my past, present, future, all of it nailed to the cross. And I am trusting him with my eternal life and I'm trusting him in this life by forgiving what happened in it. And you're ready. 
Others of you, you may need to just take this week and you need to just find some time and you sit by yourself and you write out, here's what was taken. You took my virginity when I had not even hit puberty. You took parts of my life and my story and years I may never get back. Some of you, you just need to say the words out loud. I forgive you, dad. I forgive you, mom. I forgive you, myself. I am releasing that demand. Truly, as it relates to forgiving yourself, you can't forgive yourself. Only God can extend forgiveness to you, but you can accept his forgiveness. But this week, some of us need to just get alone and go, man, here's what was taken. And if you do and make that decision and God say, I'm gonna release that to you. And then next week when more emotions pop up and you find yourself, I'm still hurt, I'm still angry, that's gonna happen. You make the decision. I am choosing daily to release this to God. And then the next time it pops up and it happens again, I am choosing to release the demand for justice to God because I wanna be free. And you're gonna be free. Others of you have already dismissed everything that I've said because of the tremendous pain that you have is creating a filter that you don't trust. God is actually inviting this to help you heal. Forgiveness involves identifying, deciding, and committing. This past weekend I was outside and it was like 185 degrees out. And so we had a sprinkler in the front yard and in the backyard. And I basically turn on all the sprinklers and we just played soccer, me and my son, sprinkler soccer. And we're out there playing. At one point, he falls and he cuts his foot open kind of between his two toes. And he's covered in mud and he's covered in the dirt. And I pull him to the side and begin to wash his foot off with water. And then I get hydrogen peroxide. And he's like so concerned about like, is it okay? And at six, it's just like a waterworks show at all times. And he, you know, he doesn't know whether he's going to have to amputate or what's happening. It's just like, just a little, little nick. And, uh, I pulled the hydrogen peroxide and I poured on there and he's going, no, you made it worse. It hurts so bad. And I tell him, no, 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 this, is, this helps heal it so it doesn't get infected and stay. It's going to heal. And my heart for anyone who's willing to take that step is that you will experience healing. Like it'll be a wound that you're carrying right now. And you're going to take that step of forgiveness. And it's terrifying because you you don't even want to address the past. And you don't want to even address or bring up the fact that the abortion took place. Or you don't want to even address the fact that she said what she did. And you're afraid it's going to hurt. And God is saying it's going to heal you. And it'll take that wound, and some of you are op- you're living life from a wound. And it'll heal it, and it may become a scar, but you won't be wounded. You'll be healed. And your story and your future marriage and your parenting and your relationship with your kids and your life is gonna look different than the one that you were raised in. Because you courageously decided, I'm not carrying this forward. And you're gonna be healed and experience healing by identifying, deciding, and choosing daily, I will walk in forgiveness like I've been forgiven. I'm gonna pray. And I wanna pray specifically for those of you in the room that there is someone that you need to forgive. 
And I wanna invite you with your eyes closed all around us when I pray in a second, if you will raise your hand, I just wanna pray for you. There's a parent, there's somebody that played a role where they did something and it was wrong. It was evil. It took something from you. And maybe you, you just don't even want to forgive them, but you're willing to say, God, I wanna want to forgive them, will you help me? Or maybe you're in the room and you're like, I wanna forgive them and I wanna take that next step. And I just wanna pray that you would have courage, clarity, conviction to be able to do so. And so when I pray, I just wanna invite you right now, will you raise your hand? And I wanna ask especially for God's grace and God's help and God's strength. So let me pray. And if that's you, I just wanna invite you right now to raise your hand wherever you're at. Father, I know that you know every story of every hand raised and not. You know every hurt of every heart that is in this room. You know all of the ballet lessons where no one showed up. You know all of the relationships that ended in betrayal. You know every story of abuse. You know every story of tremendous hurts. Every sports competition where nobody showed up. Every time a child witnessed the unraveling of their parents' marriage in front of them. Every toxic behavior modeled. And you tell us that you have shed your blood for all of those sins and all of our sins. And I pray right now for strength for every hand that was raised, for every person that is just at a place saying, God, I want to want to forgive, will you help me? I pray that you would help them. For every person who is saying, Lord, I, I want to experience healing and I need to forgive them, would you help them? Give them the clarity to identify it, the courage to take the step of releasing that to you and the willingness to walk in that as many times as we need to until you come back or until we go home to be with you forever. And I pray that you would experience or they would experience healing in the deepest crevices of their heart and your spirit right now would rush in to bring healing. We worship our King right now in song and we make room for you in our hearts and we declare that and invite you in. In Christ's name, amen.